a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere peasants. Use weapons that level entire areas. It's college week here on the uh, Million Dollar Plan. Uh, no, I'm not going back to college. I don't want the debt. Uh, no, we're talking how to save for college, the problem that exists with college funding. So much more. I'm your illustrious host. I've got to Google illustrious later. Uh, Pete the Planner uh, here on the Million Dollar Plan. A very special guest uh, in studio today. We've got uh, Troy Monson, executive director of the Indiana College Savings Authority here in studio. Troy, hello. Welcome to the show. Hey, Pete. How are you doing today? We should do some disclosures. Um, <laughs> I always like disclosure. Uh, we work together in a professional capacity. I do your commercials. And does a fantastic job on them. If you're here in Indiana in particular, you've probably seen them or heard them. Pete does a great job. And uh, I think we're also avid Twitter followers and yes. encouragers of one another, too. So. I am an encourager of you. <laughs> uh, so uh, I like my relationship with Indiana's 529 plan primarily because I believe so strongly in it. I'm not going to suggest I'm often... Uh, every day presented with opportunities to endorse things and voice things. But I am on a regular basis, and I've said no to everything other than the 529 plan because I have to believe very strongly in something for me to put my name to it. And, and so uh, j- just to get that out of the way, the, the reason I'm involved is for the copious amounts of pay. And <laughs> because, <laughs> because I think, uh, and as we're going to talk in the, in the next segment, I think people have been a- attacking the college savings issue from the wrong direction. I agree. Um, I'm a pre-funder, and then everyone else, well, not everyone else, but a big way society's trying to deal with the college savings program is how do you deal with the problem once you've already paid for it? I'm like, well, or someone else has paid for it. Debt, we'll right. get there. Hey, what's your job? What do you do? So, as you said, Executive Director of the Indiana Education Savings Authority. That is a a, big title. A big title. Easier to say I'm kind of the 529 guy uh, alongside you for Indiana, but on the state side of things. So, the state of Indiana offers a trio of plans, College Choice Direct, College Choice Advisor, and College Choice CD, all collectively known as College Choice 529, that gives uh, families, individuals, uh, opportunities in different ways to save based on whatever their needs and preferences are for their children, grandchildren, other family members themselves if they want to go back. So on a day-to-day basis, um, I report directly to the IESA board that oversees the plans and kind of help them navigate different governance issues and things that come along, Um, but then really try to creatively market the plans um, to help everyone here know that there is a solution for them in some way, uh, no matter how much money they're they're able to set aside or invest, and no matter what their time horizon is. That's so the most important there's thing. There's a lot there to unpack. Everyone yep. take a breath. Everyone take a... <laughs> First thing that sticks out to me, whenever I hear someone is the executive director, that always means to me that, and I say this respectfully, they are in charge of doing everything. Like, like, like you know what I mean? It's like, you're the executive director. Oh, what's that mean? It means, that means everything that gets done I'm in charge of. That doesn't mean you personally do it. You've got staff, but the responsibility falls on you. So interestingly enough, back when uh, you first started um, 
endorsing college choice plans, as you may know, it was more kind of a, a one-person show. Yeah. But uh, recently, we've added a outreach staff member that's visiting communities and businesses around the state of Indiana to help us spread the word about the plans even more. And we also have fantastic field reps that work specifically on the direct and advisor plans that talk to different audiences too. So the good news is for for people here that are interested in utilizing the plans, there's always a way we can connect them with someone who's, who's kind of a subject matter expert and can really help them figure it out because saving for college and paying for education is really intimidating. It is, and let's uh, let's pull back even further and say what five twenty nine plan is what we're talking about. That's yep. uh, sub it's section five twenty nine of the right. IRS uh, code. Um, so so on the base level, what is a five twenty nine? So it's named similarly to like you might uh, be familiar with your four hundred one k retirement plan. I am familiar with that. Yeah, as Pete said, no, what's know, that? The, what's the, oh, those numbers again? <laughs> I'm sorry, I've, I've never heard of them. Yeah, you know, as Pete said, it's uh, five twenty nine because of this section of federal code, and the the best, most succinct way to describe it is a tax advantage way to save for college, um, or any education post high school, really. Um, but tax advantage in a couple of different ways. I tell everyone, you know, typically your state's plan, and especially ours here in Indiana, is triple tax advantaged in that, first and foremost, any earnings your investments accrue are tax deferred, but there's actually a fun catch that they become tax free as long as you, the withdrawals you take from your account are used for qualified education expenses. That includes anything you can think of tuition, room, board, books, fees, computers, computer equipment. Um, and then a lot of states have passed incentives to get residents of those states to invest in their particular plans. Here in Indiana, we're just fortunate to have probably the most generous tax incentive in the country of a 20% state income tax credit up to a thousand bucks a year. Okay, so, so let me get it. I'm so, oh man, <laughs> you, you pack so much answer into your answers. Like, I'm going to be honest, you're a good answer. It's almost like I know what I'm doing. You do. So I got a lot here. Uh, number one, when you say mm -hmm. it's the best plan, that's not like a politician saying this is the best state to work sort of thing. Like you legitimately, Indiana, I was going to say we, but I just happen to live here. Indiana has, from a tax perspective, you think one of the best uh, plans. Absolutely. And, you know, there, there are plans offered by 49 states around the country, um, then some plans that are national plans. Wait, what what state offered. dropped the ball? What state's like, nah? Mm. Can we not say? <laughs> I can. Um, oh, well, you don't want to? Well, I, I mean, Wyoming doesn't currently have a, a plan. Why? I don't know. Why? Different Oming? things have happened around the country, and it used to be lower, actually. There what? Was a, there Wyoming was, doesn't have a 529? There, there was a situation where one state decided to stop running their plan and dumped everyone into a neighboring state's plan that they had a good relationship with. But full disclosure, both those states now have plans, fantastic plans, friends with peers that, that work. Oh, yeah, you got to watch them. it because all that. Yeah, you know, we try to kind of stick up for each other because ultimately those federal tax benefits just make 529s, I think, one of the most advantageous vehicles for anyone to save because of the tax-deferred growth that becomes tax-free. It's not like using a regular brokerage account where if you sell something, you're going to pay capital gains taxes or a regular bank account where earnings are very small, but they could also be taxed once they, they reach a certain level. Um, but like you said, um, typically for most residents of states around the country, it's going to be advantageous for them to choose their state's plan because most states, their tax incentive is specifically for their state's plan. 
And it's a good enough incentive that it makes sense to capitalize on it now while then reaping the federal tax benefits later on when it comes time to actually use the money. So although Indiana's got fine investments and they've got the great tax credit, if you live in Illinois, you can't get the state tax credit. That actually depends. There's a, oh, there's a few God, there's a few me. states around the country. No idea what I'm talking yeah, about. There That's are collegechoicedirect.com. <laughs> so there are six states around the country that are actually called tax parity states for 529s, which means you can what? get your incentive to invest in any plan in the country. Um, it'd be hard for me to name the six off the top of my head. I believe, for instance, though, that I think Pennsylvania. Is so if one you of live in six. Pennsylvania, you could live in Pennsylvania and choose Indiana's plan, or Illinois's plan, or Nevada's plan, or Washington prepaid oh. plan, and still claim your state tax incentive in that state. So different, then, different than like in Indiana. Here, if you're an Indiana taxpayer you have to contribute to Indiana's plan to get the state tax incentive. Okay, so to get the state tax credit, I can't be in Nevada's plan if I live in Indiana. Right, exactly. But if you live in Pennsylvania, then their state revenue department has to eat it because you put <laughs> into the Indiana yeah, plan. Yeah. So do you market to those other states? We don't typically. Um, there are some plans, as I said, that are more geared or marketed as national plans, typically because they're offered by one of the big brokerage firms. So, for instance, uh, yeah. the uh, there's a plan, a, a lot of New England-based plans. Rhode yeah. Island, Maine are offered by a Merrill Lynch. Tommy, or sign up for the plan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tommy, get him. Sign up for the plan, Tommy. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> very sorry. You know what? I have to admit, I learned something today. Yeah. I ne I can't learn something every day. I it's, usually it's don't. It's not often that I can teach you. Something I feel or that anyone can teach. you Well, that's that's uh, I'm married, so uh, <laughs> every day. Um, oh my gosh, there's so much here. All right, so <laughs> we, we, we got to the whole show. Let's do this. Let's take a break. We're going to come back and talk about the problem, uh, college costs, um, why it's a problem, and why states care. Like why. why why does your position exist? Why does a state uh, want a 529 program? We'll do with all mm -hmm. that and more with, with uh, Troy Montanay, uh, Executive Director of the Indiana Education Savings Authority. You got it. I, I got it? Yep. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, so we'll be back on the Million Dollar Plan. I'm Pete the Planner. Stop what you're doing. Oh and hit Pete up on Twitter at Pete the Planner. Question the right of any man. The voice his opinion as strongly as any can. But then again, many men are citizens of their own little world, so they ain't really fitting in. I'm in the background blending in. Camouflage by the scenery, but I'm a champion. Revamp the camp again. Put down the stamp again. Talk to my fans again. Renew my We're back in the million dollar plan. Uh, new studio configuration this week. Uh, if you can hear a sound difference, uh, one, you're an audio file, which is better than other types of files. Uh, and uh, so hopefully you like the setup and uh, no one cares. Uh, Troy Montanay, the executive director <laughs> of the Indiana Education Savings Authority. Did they get it right again? Yep, you got it. it. There's a lot There's a lot there. There is a lot there. And so it is easier a lot of times for me to just say director of the college choice plans. So uh, 529 mm -hmm. is a college savings plan that allows you to save tax advantage for your child's education. Uh, I've had a relationship with your organization for several years now because I believe strongly in it. Over the holiday, I get so many emails because of the, the frequency of which my commercials air both on TV and radio here in central Indiana or right. all of the state. Uh, 
that I'm I'm the FAQ for you guys' website now. I just I, I basically field college savings questions all December long. Well, we appreciate it. No, I, I we I, field I, them all December long too, and no. sometimes they can't all make it directly to the state or to the plan. So it's it's nice to have folks like you out in the community that understand the benefit and are are willing to help. If the emails are rude, I tell them to invest in the Wyoming plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. Um. So why why in the heck does a state care? I mean, it, 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 sure, there's altruism. Oh, we care about our people. But people, uh, politicians and government officials say that stuff all the time, but don't do anything. This is something. You're, you're a person. There is a, there is a 529 uh, fund. Why? You know, I think it started probably relatively simply, but also, you know, good-heartedly. I don't think that's really a, a word. But um, back in the day, it was just let's start a way for people to be able to pay for college. You okay. Know, as... As people moved on from just worrying about helping people pay for retirement, also very important, by the way, save yeah. for retirement. Not too. this episode, though. No one cares. Yeah. Today. <laughs> the next, the next issue became let's help people pay for education. And like I said, it started kind of simple, but over time, it's really evolved into something much more attempting to be comprehensive than that. States are trying to help make sure plans are responsive to all income levels. So. Initially, when 529 plans started, there were higher barriers to entry. You had to have a $250 or $500 minimum investment. You might recall days like that. Nowadays, most around the country are certainly under 250. They're lower, around 25. We were, I believe, the first state or one of the first states to lower ours to $10. And some states have $0 minimums now where you can open an account (laughs) and... Zero dollar minimum. It's like, hey, you can make a zero dollar right. deposit. It's you're at least taking that first step and saying, I'm going to save it at some point. So I'm trying to communicate that really the the overall nature and missions of 529 plans has changed over time now to a point where we're even sort of thinking them as workforce development tools. Yeah. Um, the college experience is changing. Um, sure. There's now a recognition that different types of jobs with different skill levels need different people with different educational backgrounds. It's not necessarily the same traditional four-year college experience that everyone needs to enter the world with. And that's why 529s can be used at any school that's eligible to receive federal financial aid, whether you're learning a skilled trade, um, whether you're um, going to graduate school and you, you have to go to college two or three times, or whether you're even going to the beauty school down on the corner. A that's lot of those question. are eligible as well. So let's say I'm in beauty school. Yep. Okay. And primarily as a, as a means to get to like a, a hair plug installation uh, at home <laughs> path, like I'm just just kind of paint the picture. That's uh, your that's your next side hustle. Well, I, look, I okay. got I got to fill up the the forehead. Uh, I can pay for it with my five twenty nine. You can. Okay, so as long as it's one of the ones that's eligible, I'll just say a disclaimer. Sure. It may not be, but um, I'll, I'll just say when I went and looked at when I first started this job and looked at the list of institutions in Indiana. I was shocked by how exhaustive it was. Um, schools that I had just driven by before and not really thought of are also eligible to receive federal financial aid, and thus you can make qualified withdrawals from your 529 plans to pay for those schools. So here's a question uh, that I'm warning you that you may not know the answer to, and I'm completely okay if you don't. Mm-hmm. When were 529 sort of popularized? Uh, was it early 2000s? Really started in their current form in the federal tax code in like 1996, 1997. There okay. were some state plans that started before that. And then there were a couple points, 1996, 2001, 2010, different points where federal legislation either created tax-free status or um, removed you know, a sunset, made it permanent basically to a point where now 
529 plans look to be on, on pretty solid footing as far as the federal tax status goes. Um, a few years ago, in his State of the Union address, President Obama proposed taxing 529 earnings to pay for the... I about lost my mind. Yeah, to pay for the community college initiative. Um, and, and really, people all over the country who have been benefiting from them just kind of took up in arms together, and it ended up helping advance a piece of legislation at the end of 2015 that made 529 plans even better uh, yeah. provided for people using computer or using it to pay for computers now. Really? Yeah. That was a result kind of of, of that. So a big problem here. So, of course, the state is trying to solve a problem uh, by educating its workforce and do it so in an affordable way. But from my perspective, here's the issue at hand, that uh, when you earn your income as a, a, a working adult, How'd the term working adult come along? Are there working children? <laughs> like, right? I mean, it's like... I think there used to be. I don't know. It's like, this is getting weird. You, I mean, Ted and Ollie are working children Yeah, Ted, Yeah, Ollie, she does in the commercials from time, so she's a working yeah. child. Uh, so you, uh, you're a working adult. Your, your funds that you earn not only have to pay for your debts, they have to pay for your retirement or fund your retirement, but then they also have to fund your college education for your child if that's important to you. Now, right. back in the day... I'll say 15, 20 years ago, as a parent, you could make the choice to not pre-fund your child's education, and the impact would be standalone student loans for your child. Mm -hmm. That was it. Mm -hmm. The game has changed. And that's what I, I don't think people understand. If you are not saving for your college education, yes, they're going to have student loans, and, and that's what you think is going to happen. But here's what you don't think is going to happen that's going to happen. You will have student loans for them. Yes. That's what I can't shout from the rooftops enough. This is selfish. I put money in my kids' 529 plan not because I love them. I'm a terrible father. I skip pages <laughs> when I read to them at night. It's because I want to protect my retirement. Absolutely. That's why I put, I'm not kidding. That's why I put 529 so, money so away. So you can do the really, you know, the altruistic thing of, you know, setting aside money Forget to save that. for your kids' education. No. but. Ultimately, it's in your best interest to save as well for your children because, as you said, it protects your retirement later on, and, and um, you don't want to, you know, dip into that to pay for education or to pay back student loans that you and your children have co-signed for before they go off to um, to whatever educational yeah. path they're going to pursue. Um, so it really does kind of benefit all parties. It, um, it really does, and and and. Uh, a lot of times people say stuff like, well, that's I'll use a Roth IRA to fund my kid's college education. But then you're robbing from your own retirement. Exactly. Um, and people use the Roth IRA because that those monies don't count towards what's called your expected family contribution, your right. EFC. Right. So when you go to your kid gets ready for college, you fill out FAFSA, uh, the free application for student aid, uh, and then... Um, you get what's called your EFC. Your EFC is what your family is expected to pay for the college education. Right. Then your um, your aid package is put together, some grants, some loans. It's like going to a jewelry store and you're like, I'd like to look at that ring. And you look at the price tag and it says like 3,200 bucks. And then a person pulls out a calculator and says, oh, for you, it's 2,300 bucks. That's what college is like. There's these fake weird price tags for everyone based on your EFC. A 529 counts towards your EFC, meaning um, you, you, the money you have within your 529, you're expected to use that for college. Right, but only to a certain degree. So Yeah, you, right. It's what, not dollar yeah, for dollar. Yeah, so what you said kind of makes me want to highlight a few things. Um, first Please off, do. I think... Or correct a, a few <laughs> things. Whatever. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no correction, no, just free, kind of supplementing. Free. So we hear so much about the rising cost of college, and that's true. College 
every type of education across the board almost, unless you're at Purdue and Mitch Daniels has put a tuition freeze sure. on, um, is rising. Public, private, two-year, four-year, in-state, out-of-state, costs are going up. But people get scared away by the sticker shock. And granted, there are some institutions in this country that I'd be sticker shocked by too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tremendous amount of money, but almost no one pays that amount of money. You fund college with kind of three or four different buckets or a stool that's propped up by three different things. One is kind of um, you know, merit-based or no strings attached aid, money that you're gonna get that you don't have to pay back, grants, merit-based aid. Um, loans, whether it's from the institution, from your state, from the federal government, or private loans that you are gonna have to pay back um, in spades, mm-hmm. paying even more than you borrowed, and then your own savings. So you have to understand that it's a multi-pronged strategy that gets you there to, to account for that full cost. Then people say to me, well, as you alluded to, isn't it true that saving ahead of time you know, hurts my aid or reduces my aid? I wouldn't say it hurts aid, it reduces it to a very small degree. Um, 529s factor into the expected family contribution at a percentage based on your income. So if you're someone who might be lower income or lower middle income or middle income, um, still save aside a little bit and only a small percentage based on what your income level is when you're filing the first FAFSA is even going to factor in. Right. And the maximum is 5.64%. So let's say you've been able to save $100,000 for college. Tremendous, by the way, if you've been able to do that. Mm-hmm. Only You're only actually technically expected to contribute $5,640 of that if you're in the higher income bracket. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of factors at play. Um, it's it's always better to save in advance and not have to borrow more later on. You're either going to be a victim of interest or you're going to take advantage of interest. And that's what I don't like. You're either going to have to pay student loan uh, interest rates or you can have your account grow. I use this example and before we go to break here that if, if you start saving from the second your child is born and you save every month in equal payments, for a tune to a, a tune to forty thousand dollars in equal payments over those first eighteen years, mm-hmm. at an eight percent interest rate, that those forty thousand dollars worth of deposits over eighteen years would equal eighty thousand dollars. If you tried to fund an eighty thousand dollar education with student loans, it would cost you one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. So your choices are either forty thousand dollars worth of deposits to fund eighty grand. Or one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars in loans to fund something that you could have funded with forty grand. And, I mean, do the math on that difference. Yeah, seventy-five thousand yeah, dollars. That's that's you know that's a year of retirement maybe. That's uh, a down payment on your final home someday, or a de- or if your kid's borrowing, a down payment on their first home or sure. their start on retirement savings. Um, little decisions that you make right now can have a really big impact later on particularly as it pertains to to saving for college so we'll uh, come back one more segment with troy montanay executive director of the indiana education savings authority three in a row i want to say college yeah but i, I think know. you get halfway through and start thinking of college choice and i know it's yeah it's easier weird. to say that so. so uh all right we'll be back a million dollar plan pizza planner Mr. Kinetic, Rusty Redenbacher, ATFU, Naptown, yeah. Yeah, y'all ain't hip yet. 
cashing in like the end of the game at the casino. I lean so the glare of the rear view don't hit me. Swiftly through the avenues and boulevards. Old soul playing on my speakers. Old soul but young and age of boss player. Not from the Himalayas, but my fam gave me every Indiana game. Grew up around the country, but the mindset was there. Ain't I won't complain about it. Damn thing on this beat. Axe-hand got it slapping. Glass house keep it funky. Work to the jams, drums clicking, clapping, grooving. This is We're back with Troy Montanay. He, 529 guy. Uh, <laughs> here on the Million Dollar Plan, I'm Pete the Planner. If you want to learn more about, uh, well, <laughs> me, go to PeteThePlanner.com. If you want to learn more about the Indiana College Savings Plan, go to CollegeChoiceDirect.com. Or you can, you know, there, there's three plans. Let's go through that. I mean, at least in Indiana. I don't know how it is in other states. Yep. There's the direct plan, which is you go online. In five minutes, you got an account. You, you put 10 bucks in it to start. That's what I do for Ted and Ollie. I could pull up their accounts right now if I, if I wanted to. Uh, maybe I will. And then number two, um, you could go through your advisor. So help us understand why there's two cho choices. And, and there's actually three. So the two main ones, uh, major plans, as Pete said, are College Choice Direct and College Choice Advisor. Um, direct plans and advisor sold plans around the country kind of target slightly different audiences, different groups of people. If you are really comfortable just kind of putting money in and making your own investment choices or taking, as I think Pete has said before, the option that he uses that a lot of our account owners use, um, you can use the um, age-based portfolios that are kind of set to automatically recalibrate and grow more conservative over time. So the idea is that if you start saving early on for a really young child, as Pete's done for Ted and Ollie and a lot of other people have done for their children, it's going to be invested really aggressively early on with the goal that by the time they're 14, 15, 16, the investments get more conservative. So it's more predictable. You know what amount of money you have set aside when it's time for you to actually use it. Now, here's an example of that. My daughter is seven years old uh, and she has an age-based portfolio. And in the past 12 months, uh, oh, uh, few, uh, past performance is not indicative of future performance. What yeah. Can, I, can we get that out? And the state of Indiana does not offer tax, legal, financial, or accounting advice. Okay. So the, we're all but done with that. in a hypothetical example of uh, Peter's account for Ali. Yes. Uh, in the last 12 months in the age-based portfolio, she's gotten 11.39%. Mm -hmm. Uh, that that is the rate of return, which isn't bad. I mean, in the last three years, 3.75 a year. In the last five years, six percent a year. Fine. Okay. Right. Uh, now Ted's a little younger. He is four uh, as opposed to Ollie seven. So his performance. Let's see if he's in the same. No, it's the same because he's in the same uh, band actually. Right. And hasn't even been in a a a um, five years yet because yeah. he's so little. <laughs> yeah. So you know. It, uh, Take a look at it. Now, a CD option's interesting, a certificate of deposit, not... Uh, yeah, so um, the question we get from a lot of people, too, is, or, or the I guess I'd say the, the doubt we get is, well, it's too late for me. You know, my child's 14, 15, or they're in college now. I can't set anything aside. That's actually not true. I mean, you could get in the direct plan at any time if you want. Um, and as you said, or, and we said, you know, there's an age-based portfolio for, for your age of children or beneficiary. But the CD plan is so named because it operates much more like a traditional bank product. Sure. Um, certificates of deposit, currently one, two, and three-year fixed-rate CDs that pay a, typically a smaller rate of return than College Choice Director or Advisor would pay in boom economic times. 
but it is a guaranteed return, and most importantly, it's principal protected. Yeah. Um, so you can buy a CD with at least $250, or as you're building up to that $250, you can save in what's called a College Shore Honor Savings Account. Oh, I'm learning more. Yeah, operates like a traditional bank account, except unlike your account over at your regular local bank, it's going to pay 0.9% of interest while you're building up to purchase a CD, and you still get a tax credit for the, the money that you put into the CD plan as well, even if, if it, whether it's building up to purchase a CD or putting in $250 to buy one of those fixed rate ones. So even say if you're someone who was a freshman in college and you didn't save in advance, but you have $1,000 or something sitting aside in a bank account, put it in a three-year fixed rate CD. Um, let it earn 1.4% interest a year, whatever it is, and then pull it out in three years, claim the tax credit, and pay for part of their senior year of college. No, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, what drives me crazy in this, com- not this conversation, or the college <laughs> co- conversation, is people will say, uh, college is just so expensive, what's it really matter, saving-wise? And, mm-hmm. and when you do that, and when you say that, and you adopt that, and, and more importantly, when you don't act, when if you're listening to this right now, and you've got young kids, and you don't have any plan because your plan is that the world will change around you to fix your problem. Wake up. I mean, that drives me bonkers. Uh, You have to fund this or your retirement will suffer. Be selfish. That should be our new campaign. Be selfish. Fund your kid's college <laughs> at collegechoicedirect.com. Do you, what do you think that Maybe not as marketable, but probably even more true and more valid than the ways we've been marketing 529 plans around the country. Because like you said, it used to just be that kids kind of took out loans for themselves and paid it back, but that's not really the reality of it anymore. Kids and parents, grandparents even sometimes, take out loans together. When in reality, there's this vehicle out there that they all could have been working together for a long time to either reduce, hopefully eliminate their need for student loans. All right. So let's talk politicians, because I always like to bring this up. Uh, Martin O'Malley, who was a a Democratic nominee for president uh, this year round. You might have missed him, but he was, in fact. He was there. Uh, He has $339,000 in Parent PLUS loans on on his daughter's education. And even, uh, based on when we're uh, recording this, Vice President-elect Mike Pence has got over $100,000 in Parent PLUS loans. And so, uh, reportedly, right? I, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. There. I remember reading about this, actually. So, w- when you hear this, there's a couple things you need to think of. Uh, and, and specifically with Martin O'Malley, Mike Pence's uh, career, or I don't want to say like VP, I, I don't know how to respect people. So, uh, VP, Vice President Pence, what do you say? I want to be respectful, but I don't, can I just call him Mike Pence? How's that work? I think you can say the vice president-elect. People say Joe Biden. They don't say vice president Biden. That's true. Then, then with that precedent, I think you can say Mike Pence. Okay, so Mike Pence's career is a little different than Martin O'Malley was. Martin O'Malley has a just really long political career that, right. that dates back into the, the, the early 80s. Right. He was a governor of Maryland. Well, right, right. People say, well... He was, he was an a inspiration for The Wire, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, He was yeah, a yeah, mayor yeah. of Baltimore sure. at one yeah. point, if you're yeah. a Wire fan. Uh, what was it? Uh, not Amsterdam. Uh, what is it? Um, I the name Amsterdam, the right? Is that what it was? I think. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, so uh, my point is this. These are guys, men of means, uh, families of means. Absolutely. And if, if you think you're better off financially than they are in any capacity or less... Uh, the same thing that happened to them can and will happen can to you. and will happen to you. And so uh, let them be the cautionary tale because uh, 
this is reality. You will have parent plus loans, which will ruin your retirement if you do not take action. And I'm telling you, Troy, that's the campaign. It's save your retirement, save for college. And uh, I don't know. I, I, there it is. There's a commercial, collegechoicedirect.com. And, you know, unfortunately, I think we have a lot of we have people of all different means that are saving. And as we know, there are people of all different means focusing on different financial things across society. I think you have some people that are probably just saving for college, but not saving for retirement because that's the next thing. You know, if their kids are going to school in five years or 10 years or 15 years, they'll worry about retirement later on. You have other people that are only worrying about retirement and, and then taking from it later on when it's time to pay for college. But it is really important to try to balance the two, what especially if, when there are so many ways to readily do it. So let's get this out of the way because everyone always asks. Like, you know, I'll personalize it. What if Ted gets the tap dance scholarship that I think he'll get? <laughs> like, you know, his ballet sort of like what happens if Ted gets that scholarship and all those 529 funds, which you just saw on my computer screen, I, I don't need them for him because he's my youngest child. Like practically what, what happens? So that's great. Another question we get asked all the time. Me you know, too. What if my beneficiary doesn't go to college or gets a scholarship? First off, don't just assume that your little soccer star playing over at soccer Mecca or yeah. one of the soccer Meccas around the country is going to get a full ride. But if they do, there's a lot of things you can do. First off, you can change the beneficiary on the account. Mm -hmm. So if you have another child or if you eventually would like to help your grandchild, whether they're already around from an older child or you, you hope to have a grandchild someday, can change the beneficiary. Not while your child's there. in college. Not You don't want a grandchild while your kid's in college. No, 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 like you don't. Longer you don't. after. And also don't want to change the beneficiary ideally while they're in college because you kind of want different pools sure. of money okay. for your different children if they're going to overlap like Ted and Ollie yeah. for a year. What if you like one kid more than the other? <laughs> I'm not saying I do. I'm just saying what if. <laughs> but there are options, even when you take the money yeah. out. So, but to, to your specific example, you know, if someone gets a scholarship, you can take um, what's called an unqualified withdrawal from your account um, to offset the portion of the scholarship they received. Um, in that case, the earnings portion only would be taxed. Um, you'd pay state and state and federal income taxes. Um, if there's a non-qualified withdrawal that's not for a qualified exception, like a scholarship heaven forbid, disability or death, you'll also pay a 10% penalty. Right. Um, but there are those protections built in. And again, I got to stress, you're paying those taxes and potentially the penalty on the earnings portion only because you put in post-tax money. So your principal contribution you put in is going to be yours again, scot-free. Whatever that incremental earnings portion is only, again, um, will face Taxation. So you do not pay a penalty on deposit, but you only pay a penalty on the earnings? Right, only on the earnings. And again, the penalty is only if um, it's a completely non-qualified withdrawal. If if there's a receipt of a scholarship, attendance at a military academy, or those bad circumstances of disability or death, just the taxes, not the 10% penalty. All right, we're running long, so we got to go this segment back for a quick segment. Uh, this is a million-dollar plan. I'm with Troy Montanay. He's got a long title. It's talking 529s. I'm Pete the Planner.
Every day living through the peace of my soul, I remain whole even in the middle of the pain. Even though my life has the rain, I still remain sane, writing and creating for my life. And my pen is my sword given by the Lord, and I use it to fight the tides of restriction. Sometimes I'm conflicted by myself looking at the trees too much and can't see the forest. Enemies shall inherit the earth, and I want to inherit something, something other than the high blood pressure and diabetes. So work is what I gotta do. Stay true to my enemy and water the trees that I sing from and look out for the lumberjacks. Running with the gale force wind at my back. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. This lays great errors to rest. Let me remain calm until it all calms down. Enjoying everything that's around. All right, back up. Blom, biggest waste of money of the week here on the Million Dollar Plan. I'm Peter Plan. Troy Montanay, executive director of 529-ish things. Uh, uh, Troy, uh, biggest waste of money of the week. We choose something every week that's a big waste of money, and you are recently engaged. Congrats. Thank you. Very excited. About time. It's funny. I, we went to lunch, or I saw you on the street a couple months ago, uh-huh. and like, like I'm some lady. I was like, when are you getting engaged? Do you remember this conversation? <laughs> it was really weird. And then like a month later, you got engaged. Did I influence that? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. I thought about it for a while, and it happened very quickly, but very happy. I'll have my own Sarah, just like you do. Yeah. So the biggest waste of money of the week is a rental tux uh, for a wedding. I highly encourage you, if you're going to spend any money on that, <laughs> just get a nice custom suit made for just a little bit more mm-hmm. than what you'd pay for a tux. Then you got a suit. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they do that. Mm-hmm. It's a that's better a great, move. Great you, is summer wedding, winter wedding, what are you doing? Uh, we're actually doing Sunday of Labor Day weekend. So. Sunday with Labor Day. Is that the for Labor? So it's Sunday, September third. So I get Labor Day and year, Memorial Day this year of twenty seventeen. Wait, so when is that? September? Uh, is that? Yeah, September third. That's Labor. Memorial is Memorial is the one in May. <laughs> Labor is in September. They're very different. And don't, look, don't feel disrespected because I I don't know the difference. I'm a very simple man. Uh, Indiana uh, College Choice five twenty nine. You can learn more about five twenty nine in general at pthplanner But you can go to collegechoicedirect.com to see the the work that, that Troy and his folks do. Uh, oh, one last disclaimer. I, you, this is not a paid spot. You're on here because I asked you to be yeah. on here. Yeah. Uh, so you didn't pay me. I didn't pay you for this. I just believe strongly in it. And I know to be a millionaire, you're going to need to save for your kids' college education. So, Troy, thank you. Thank you, Pete. Uh, and that's it for this week. Um, sending you good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner. It's a million dollar plan. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money life, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash Log on. This is for information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Release from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me ET or to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a faraway land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, trying can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound to travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm. 
took me home Filled by the ink and the megabytes And the hypertext transfer protocol Stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator I push faders into warp speed Glide with ease, creating a breeze They call a black hole, event horizon No rear view concerns This I adjourn, the beats I burn This I adjourn, the beats I burn Salutations, I bring you love, Tron, greetings from a far away land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, Tron, can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?